Well, hello, it's the week of the IWF Diamond League Finals. Zurich and Brussels are on the horizons for the international stars of track and field. Points have been racked up through the year and it's winner takes all this week. The person who comes out on top will lift the Diamond Trophy. As this week's featured athlete, you'll hear from Murray Jose Talu, the double African champion and double world silver medalist over 100 and 200 metres. With a lifetime best of 10.85 over 100, that's a distance over which she'll be going for the Diamond Trophy in Zurich. I don't have the shoes, I uh, just run like, Bare no course. shoes, no nothing. Pas de chaussures? No, pas de chaussures. Only with my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was running, I just beat all the girls who train like every day. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny because after that I was like, <sighs> Before we hear from her, though, uh, just a chance to go over what's going to be the pick of the action on uh, Thursday evening. And in, in fact, it's pretty much all of it, to be honest. But uh, some real great head-to-head -head battles. Who'll come out on top between Katarina Stefanidi and Sandy Morris? The Olympic European uh, world champion against the world indoor champion from this year. It's Morris who has been on top, really, in terms of number of victories. But... Has Stefanidi found form late in the season? She seems to just have a knack of winning when it counts. It's going to be Carson Varholm against uh, Kieron McMaster in the men's 400 hurdles because uh, Abdurrahman Samba is at the Asian Games. So uh, suddenly it's a little bit more open. Now the men's javelin has been uh, one of the most exciting events all year. No Johannes Vetter in the final, but you'd have to say it's reasonably unpredictable with uh, Andreas Hoffman, a contender, alongside, of course, Thomas Roller, the Olympic champion, Jakob Vedlach and uh, Magnus Kiert, some of the others there. Kiert, of course, has uh, improved his Estonian national record several times this year, and Vedlach is the defending champion. The men's 400 metres, you have the likes of Fred Curley and Stephen Gardner, the men's 1500 metres, a battle of the two Kenyans, Elijah Menangoy and Timothy Chariot. And then in the women's 100 metres, the two Ivorians, Maria Lahore, Mari Jose Talu, a number of other names, one of which Dina Asher-Smith, the European champion who's recently run 10.85, the same lifetime best that uh, Talu set uh, earlier this year. And what better time to hear from her now? She's only really taken athletics seriously in the last four years. Yeah, since 2014. And uh, you'll find out a number of things, including whether she has a, a preference of 100 or 200 metres and what she considers some of her best moments in her career to date and how she manages to deal with uh, long-term injury problems. So uh, Marie-Jose Talu has been speaking to Tom Byrne. Every time yeah. I see you, yes. you have a different haircut. Yes. <laughs> Is this something you're passionate about? Your hair, your look, your appearance? Uh, it's the point of my inspiration, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I want a new look. This time when I go home in the two past weeks, I was like, okay, I want to try a new one because I'm tired about my cut hair, so I want a new one to change my face, so it looked nice, really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about sprinting, because yes. before you were a sprinter, yeah. you played soccer. Yes. 
Was that your first love, soccer? Um, Chelsea, um, because you know when my uh, countrymate Drogba was playing there, I was in love with the team. So I love really Chelsea and my home national team, Americas <laughs> team. So I really, really like when I, I was young, I was wearing the um, Chelsea things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm a football player, so. <laughs> so were you the same as Didier? Striker? Yeah, Didier Droba. Yeah? Yeah. You used to play striker? Yes, like that. <laughs> and were you good? Did you have Yeah, success? I was really good. I was really, really good. And before doing athletics, uh, <laughs> things are uh, in my mind. Uh, I want to become like an, an, a football player, so I was like, okay, I will, I will be the first ladies in my country to be like big in the football, but you know now, athletics just take me high, so. But why did you change? Uh, because my brother don't want me to do football. He say, I don't want you to become like um, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, at the time I was like um, working like a boy, doing everything like a boy, you know. I'm the only one girls in my family and from my mother, I have three um, big brother, so I was like, okay, I'm a boy, I'm not a girl. So he said, no, we are the only one girls of our mother, we don't want you to become like a boy, so let's go and do another things where we think you are like really talented there. So he said, my, because my brother is a professor of sports in my country, so when his friend come, he say, your, your sister is really good in running because when she's doing sports, She's beating all the boys and all the girls, so I think it's better for her to go and do it, so... So, yeah. how, how old were you when you first tried athletics? Uh, I think 18 or 19, so I was really in, late. yeah, yeah, really late, really, really late. And can you remember your first session? Uh, when I started, I was like, it was like some... Um, competition to knows to take the new athletes so I was going there I was accepting to do 100 meters when I arrived I just saw all the girls with a big body I was like skinny I said oh am I sure to to run like that girl I'm not sure and when they told me you are not going to run 100 because there is not 100 is 200 when I looked the field it was like 400 but <laughs> I was like this road is really really too far and I don't have a shoes I just run like Bare no course. shoes no nothing not pat chaussures only with my leg <laughs> <laughs> so I was like okay I'm going to run and when I was running I just beat all the girls who train like every day and I was like okay <laughs> it was really funny because after that I was like and I just start like that, but it's not like my passion because at the time I just continues to do uh, football, and maybe I think athletics become like my love when maybe I start in 2014 when I was in Dhaka, but before when I was like in in China, I trained, but it was not like a really good training for the good or a best athlete. So.
is like that. So 2014, yeah. that's when you really think you really, Because of, of my result, because of the training, because I think for the past year, I didn't train like I started to train in 2014. I just, when I started athletics, I was training like maybe uh, two or three, uh, two days per week. Monday, Wednesday, and maybe Friday. It depends of when I, I don't have like um, study or school. And sometimes I didn't come. And I didn't do like gym. I didn't do too many things. And when I arrived in the EIF center in Dhaka, all things was different. Training was really hard. It was really, really hard. And I say, this is the year why I start really to train like an athlete. So it's the year why I start really to be an athlete. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your studies. You just mentioned it. What? You were a student. Yeah, I was a student. I do two years medicine. It was really not funny because we have to manage school and training, but I was more interested about training, so I just let it. And I just do one year accounting before go to to China. And when I was in China, I was expecting to do some things so what I love, and it was not that one. So I just do three years, like two bad years there, and I just go back, come back to Africa and go to the center. Okay. Yeah. Where about in China? Where? Uh, in Shanghai. In Shanghai. 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 So I think that you raced in Shanghai this year. This year, yes. Yeah. Till last year, I was in Shanghai for racing. This year, too, yeah, yeah. for 200 meters. How is your Chinese? Ni hao? Ah, um, ni hao. <laughs> My Chinese was not really bad, but you know, Chinese like English or like your, if mm. you didn't speak every day, you lost your, your Chinese. So I think I lost my Chinese by uh, some word what I can hear, but okay. not like when I was there where I can't understand here. And what about the food in China? Was that uh, difficult or? <laughs> it was really difficult. You know, the first month when I arrived in China, I just started to eat McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> because it was not really good to, to find a good, really Chinese good. There is a good Chinese food, but when you want to eat some things, the smell is good, man. When you start to eat, it's sweet. It's like, uh, it's not in our like food, national food. So I just start, I love cooking. So I just start to go to market and buy some food to cook by myself. So that's how you survived, really? Yeah. Your own recipes? Yes. So you, uh, you love cooking? Yes, really. I've already asked this question today to someone else. <laughs> if I was coming to Marie Jose Talou's house for dinner. If I want to eat, um, I can like do um, my own, like our, um, food like achiki, aloko, and some Senegalese foods. They call it chep, chebujen. Chep. Yeah, chebujen. I love like that. But I love like cook um, different food from like different country. I want to test like I want to test. I want to to know how to cook, how to do different things. I love it because I love it, and I love when I saw people eating good food and say they enjoy it. So it's like. Is there any, any food in the UK that you've tried, that you've enjoyed? Uh, I think when I was in China, I tried some Chinese food, like noodles, 
and some Vietnamese food, but Chinese do it also name. And maybe some, I try to, to do kitsch with my friend who is there. <laughs> kitsch from Afrian who is there, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> well, I think you can cook quite well. I'm yeah. looking forward to this dinner party. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but back to track. Tell me of the 100 and the 200, yeah. which is your favorite? Really? <laughs> when I start athletics, my favorite was 100. But I know that my brother told me that I was best in 200 because when he saw my running, I was best in 200. And after that, when I run and I improving myself in 100 and 200 meters, I was comfortable of both. I said, okay, I don't have a preference. But this year, really, I prefer 100 meters. <laughs> Why is that? Because, you know, this year my training was like not really good like last year. I just come from too far, some bad, bad things. So I don't have really the endurance necessary to, to finish for the 200 meters. So my 100 is the best. Yeah. And you, you had a very good indoor season. Yeah. And you still have the joint world lead for the 100 as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you've been doing to improve on your speed? Um, this year with coach, we we working for my start and for my power because I don't really power. But really, really, to be a world lead, it was a surprise for me and for my coach because we didn't expect to start like that. When I I was going to start my in my outdoor season, he just tell me that go and run because. I know you can do something better, but I'm not expecting you to run like 10 in the first round. 11 is good. And after that, you go, you will go slowly, slowly, um, like last year. And when I started in 10.85, I was like, really? <laughs> this is not easy because it's like a big thing because you have to be best. You have to be like, good in every competition, not have to, to be down. If you start like that, you have to be like in the same level or more. And it was like really, really not easy because it's my first time to start like that. But I'm just every day praying to be consistent in that level and maybe do my best to be able to run again. That's what I was going to ask actually, yeah. because you ran so fast yeah. early in the season. Yeah. Do you feel almost as if that gave you a little bit of a reputation that you're trying to live up to almost for the rest of the season? I think, you know, for me, it's my chance this year to be like the, the world leading. But you know that Gina do also the world leading. So I think all the girls have the power to be world leading and to be like I am now. So every competition, every race, is a fighting so I have to fight to be in the top three is what I, I am doing I'm not like okay because I'm good everybody like say I'm good I'm good I'm the best I'm not the best I'm just trying to be the best so I cannot say that and you've just retained your African championships title yes. and then added the other one as well in the sprint yeah what does it mean to you to pick up those titles because uh. you've come so close international major international competitions yeah it was really uh, important for me because you know in my continent competition so when I start to be like an athlete in 2014 my first 
African champ, I become third in 100 and second in 200. And after that, in 2016, I become third in 100 and first in 200 because I come from injury. So I have to prove this year because I'm a world leading. And it was not like correct to, to be world leading and go to your competition of your com country, uh, of your, um, that country, of your continent and be last. The time was not the most important for me and my coach. It was the title, so I just go there to to have a, the medal, the gold medal, and I just have a gold medal in one and two hundred meters. And I think I just improved myself. I run alone because there is not like a big deal to to do with the girl because blessing was not there, Muriel was not there, the South African was not there, Karina. So it was important for me to to run, even if. All the started was complicated, so I just do my best to, to run. And I run 11.15 with Edwin of minus 2.3, so it was not really bad. So I think it was the most important. Okay. Yeah. And then as you look towards the Diamond League finals. Yes, 100. The 100. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to go after. Yeah. Because the 100 is before the 200, so the most important is the 100 for me. The rate is really important, really. Looking ahead to next year, and the next three years, really. Yes, it's really. important three years. Yes. Will you approach your season differently? Because you started indoors this year, but yeah. next year the World Championships can yes. be much later. I think next year I'm going to, to work really hard, more hard like this year, because you know, every time I could say, you are an athlete, but you don't look like an athlete because you don't do so uh, too many things. I didn't do abs, really. I didn't do abs. I didn't do too many things because of my knee. I don't know if to say that in English. Genou. Genou. Knees, yeah. Because, Knees, yeah. yeah, since 2011, it's really painful. So I'm going, I'm managing every year when I'm training with my coach because I don't want to do uh, an operation. So there is too much things I didn't do because of, of that and this year is, is also painful but I'm managing it and I'm going to train really hard, start my training early and do what I have to do, do what I never do before maybe to be in the top three in the world champ. So are you racing in pain? Huh? Does it, does your knee hurt? Yeah, yeah, really painful, yeah. Not every time, sometimes it's really painful because I'm managing. Every day I have some small pain, but it's not like when it's really, really painful. So I manage it every year, every day. My knee and the, I don't know, yeah, the, that way. But when okay. it's hot, it's okay. Even if it's cold, it's painful. So. I'm managing every uh, every competition, but I thank God because He gave me the ability to to be able to run even if it's painful. If your knee did yeah. not hurt, yes, do you think your times would improve? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But it's just something you don't want the surgery. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. And when you look back on your career so far, yeah, what is the highlight? The What's highlight? the best moment? The best moments when I have both of my medal in world indoor and world indoor and outdoors championship. It was really my best, 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 best memories, yeah.
Marijo Zitalu, who's part of the uh, Zurich lineup in the final of the uh, women's 100 metres alongside her compatriot, the world indoor champion Muriel Ahure. And in Brussels, in fact, the uh, women's 200 is, is the showdown at the end of the night and a number of well hopefuls there include Jenna Prandini who uh, has led the standings of late, Sean Miller-Webo, the defending champion, Sharika Jackson who's had a, a pretty good season and uh, Daphne Skippers who is maybe not at her absolute best but 200 metres is her better event. Men's uh, sprint hurdles could be one where Sergei Shabenkov triumphs because he's had an absolutely brilliant 2018 really is his best going sub 13 seconds consistently Orlando Ortega though when it mattered uh, in in Birmingham came out on top when Shubenkov wasn't there Um, and then there are a number of competitions where there are any number of possible winners uh, certainly more than two that you could pick out includes the men's discus Frederick Dakers has been very strong so has the world champion Andreas Gutius, and then you can never discount Daniel Stahl, who has thrown 71 metres in the past. Uh, one very exciting thing is uh, that the women's long jump features Katrina Bargwen, who could go for two diamond trophies in two days following the triple jump, which takes place in Zurich. Uh, and then you've got uh, Maleka Mohambo, the European champion, the German who's made a tremendous stride, and she is... Uh, going through a purple patch just at the moment. The men's 100 metres, well, it's not the, the showdown at the right end of the meet, right at the end of the meet, as it has been on some occasions, but uh, missing Noah Lyles, who, who's in the 200 metres, but it does still feature Christian Coleman, 60-metre world record holder, and uh, Ronnie Baker, who has had a real breakthrough year, Akani Simbine, the South African, who has run fast times, Again and again, Reese Prescott so, so close to a victory in Birmingham and uh, just coming through like a train. But perhaps the competition that the crowd have really got behind the most this year has been the men's pole vault. Uh, We've had uh, some of the loudest roars inside some of the stadiums. Sam Kendricks uh, attempting an American record indeed in uh, Paris. But um, of course, Mondo Duplantis... Now, with that ludicrous uh, six meter and five jump, just unbelievable stuff uh, from the 18-year-old Swede. And, well, does that make him favourite? Not necessarily, because uh, Sam Kendricks has uh, pretty much dominated, of late anyway, uh, despite victories for uh, Mondo and uh, for Renault de Villeny, indeed, at the start of the year. So, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Are there other contenders... Morgan of the European Silver Medalist will feature and uh, it, it should be another really high quality competition with uh, Shaughnessy Barber of Canada and Curtis Marshall of Australia and the two Poles Lisek and uh, Wojciechowski who knows what could happen so all that's to look forward to then uh, this week and uh, do keep an eye out on the Diamond League YouTube channel and our social media accounts thank you for listening uh, to this week's podcast another one out next week of course until then I've been Alex Seftel thanks for listening and goodbye